Thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review of the 2022 U.S. Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you listen and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. We had the second U.S. Grand Prix of the season, but before we get into too much, I don't want to butcher his name, Nick. Dietrich Mateschitz. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, passed away. Um, apparently, he's been sick for a while, although keeping it pretty quiet. There were rumors that he died already back then. Um, I saw so, that. You know, he, he's not been in the best of health. It's it's a shame. I mean, obviously, he was 78. He's an old guy. Um, right. But he's he's done a lot yeah. for motorsport. You know, he, well, he's done a lot for extreme sports and, and sports in general, you know, yeah. uh, everything from mountain biking to Red Bull air races, soccer, you know, the, in the, um, you know, the planes yeah. and stuff. So, you know, soccer teams, yeah. the New York Red Bulls, <laughs> um, Leipzig. Yeah. Um, Gratz, I think was the first of the teams that he bought. And he bought two Formula One teams. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and also, you know, financed the career of, many many racing drivers i mean you could argue that 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 raised the the barriers to entry quite a lot because there's a lot of guys who had to get more and more money behind them to keep up with the red bull guys but you know you look at the grid right now i mean sebastian vettel max verstappen yeah daniel ricardo yeah i heard that's in addition to the guys i think it was eight of the 20 drivers on the grid right now are all like have ties His to Red protégés, essentially guys that came up through Red Bull and moved to other places, um, but pretty insane. Yeah, and you look through all of the lower formula; they got like two or three guys in F two, two or three guys in F four, three and four, and you know, you know, going down all the way through the karting ranks. Yeah, it's a shame. Obviously, he's done a lot for motorsport, and uh, a lot of people on the grid have a lot to thank him for. Yeah, I mean, you could really tell how much he touched so many of so many of the people in the paddock, they were all very emotional over the weekend. Um, you just seemed like a really genuine, nice guy that really cared about the people that, that were around him. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the, the team as it is, the culture of the team is not a reflection of him. He was a guy who very much kind of stayed out of the limelight. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone, you know, I, I didn't really see much of the buildup. But I was listening to uh, an interview with Daniel Ricciardo when I was driving in the car earlier on, and you could tell in his voice that he was kind of, you know, his voice was breaking about it a bit. Yes. He's a guy who, you know, obviously had a significant impact on his career. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a -a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. In FP1, a lot of people standing in. Giovinazzi crashed the car and left. Um, and then Logan Sargent was in the um, was in the Williams. And oh, yeah. you know, I, I know we were we were trading texts on on Friday, maybe or Thursday, saying you know that Yost uh, Capito was going to uh, make an announcement on Saturday about the driver, and we were all like joking that you know it'd be a bit bit of a dick move if it was yeah. anyone other than Logan Sargent, right? Yeah. Um, you know he's just got to he's just got to get the the super license points now, so he has to get fifth, I think, 
Uh, I think currently he needs to get fifth. But if he does in, the f- in the championship for F two, yeah, right? fifth in the F two championship. However, I I heard that he's due to do two more Friday FP one sessions. Yeah, and I he gets that too. He, if you do a certain amount of kilometers, like hundred kilometers or something like that, um, then you get a super license point. So if he gets the two more super license points for those further tests that he's going to do, then he only needs to finish sixth in uh, in F two. So. And he's already um, sitting third. So yeah. So he's, so all things considered, it should be uh, he should be in the car next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting if he doesn't if he doesn't get it though. Um, I wonder what they'll do. Latifi back for another season. Hulkenberg or, or Schumacher, whoever yeah. misses out, maybe. I yeah, don't know. I'm sure. Um, and who else was sitting in? Um, Theo Pocher. Pocher. Yeah. Yeah. At Alfa Romeo, and I guess that was it. That was yeah, it. I think there's another one, but I, um, I didn't watch it. Oh, it was Friday. Alex Pillow. Alex Pillow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was in the McLaren, right? He was in the McLaren, and he looked really good. So who knows what could happen? I mean, he'll definitely be an IndyCar next year, but maybe Lando has a great season next year and moves on to, who knows, Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull. We'll see. Maybe Alex Pillow we'll see the direction of development as well. Exactly. Know. All right, so let's get into qualifying. There was not much that really went on. Big surprise out of Q1. Danny, not really a big surprise, but Ocon was out. Um, I did not see that from him. The Alpines looked like they should be. I did not see that coming. Yeah, they were supposed to be really fast this weekend, um, and he just just wasn't able to put it together. Danny Danny Rick showed up on Thursday on a horse. Yeah. (laughs) And... uh, awesome but if you're gonna show up on a horse you you've got to get out of q1 mate you have yeah uh yeah, yeah. he's just i don't know what's going on i mean I he's, guess out he's, of just, it. he's out of it i mean shit put alex Pillow in the in the car for the rest of the year i don't know does yeah. he have sufficient points for that i don't know but daniel rick he's he seems like he's checked out now you know? even in the way he talks he he he's ready to have this season be over i think yeah Another disappointment, I guess, Kevin Magnuson and Mick Schumacher were both out in Q1. Um, you know, home race for them, Haas being an American. Um, you know, not what they wanted to show, but they're the worst, second worst team probably in the paddock right now. So um, not really all that surprising. Yeah, I mean, they, they started off strong, but they just don't have the budget to keep the development going through the year. Right. Which is a shame because at the start of the season, there was like so much optimism. Um, it's just, you know, as the season's worn on, they've just gone backwards. Yeah. And with, uh, all the budget cap rumors swirling around the weekend, um, you know, it, it, the whole point of it was so that the teams at the bottom could have an advantage in the spending from the teams at the top that already have so much. We still don't know how that's going to play out. Um, but it's uh, it's getting a little chippy between all the team principals. It is getting really quite chippy, and you, you could t- sense in some of the interviews over the weekend that um, yeah, things are getting chippy. Yeah, seriously. Did you see the uh, they did the like the press conferences, and they had Zach Brown and um, Christian Horner right next to each other in in the press conference, and apparently Zach Brown did like an open letter. Um, yeah, talking about how well, I don't think it was an open letter. It was a, it was a letter to well, the FIA. It's that now open. Leaked. <laughs> it's, it's now open. open. Um, yeah. And you know, saying that if people go over the spending limit, that it's cheating. And they were. Uh, it was a very entertaining 
interview to watch, but Zach Brown kept it pretty cool. He didn't kind of go to blows like Christian did. He just said what he meant and went going, but I kind of agree with him. I, I, exactly. I mean, you, you have a certain amount of money that you can spend. Yeah. And you've got to spend that money the way you're supposed to spend it. I mean, they were saying it's like catering. Yeah. Okay. And they, but they made too many spare parts. Well, yeah, that's good that you didn't crash the car too many times. Yeah. Brilliant. But that's the whole point of the cost cap. Right. So that you're not just churning out pieces all the time and bringing new upgrades and doing all of that. Right. That's, that's the whole point of the cost cap. So whichever way you cut it, they spent more money than they should. Yeah. And so the, the money that they spent over the cap is always money that really it, it's R and D. Yep. <laughs> you know? um, it doesn't so, matter how you slice it. You're still spending more no. money regardless of how and you decide which, which part of it, part it went out. over. It doesn't make yeah. sense. There were lots of Gunter fans at the, at the race this weekend. That was cool. Oh, really? He was super <laughs> happy. I remember they showed people with like, we love Gunther shirts on and then panned over to him and he's just laughing at all the people wearing his face on their shirts. It was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, back to qualifying. So for Q2, there was a little interesting moment at the very end. Joe looked like he had gotten through to Q3, just beating out Lando, but it looked like at the last moment he went over track limits and lost a spot and Lando was able to get up into, into Q3 very closely. The other guys out in Q2... Joe, obviously, because the time got got canceled, Yuki, Pierre, Seb, and then Albon, who, you know, looked like maybe they were a little bit faster in the practices, but, you know, still pretty good on him. He was just out of the out of the Q3 spots Um, and then out of Q3, getting his third pole position of the season and of his career, Carlos Sainz beating out Charles on pure pace. Really impressive for for him Charles wasn't too happy obviously he got his his uh his 11th well his 10th place drop anyway yep. Carlos put it up there Max close behind did see pictures of him exceeding track limits on his fast lap though yeah I saw um, that too but it was not picked up by by race control and so he got to finish he got to start his race uh, from p2 on the grid and there were a few people that got penalties grid spot penalties for for the race after qualifying who was a Joe Got one. Checo got one. Um, Ocon got one. Started all the way in the back. Yeah, um, Yuki. Yuki. So uh, it uh, it made it a little interesting for uh, for the start of the race. We had both the Mercedes starting in the second row. Um, it's been a while since we've seen that, and then Lance starting on the fifth spot P5. in the third yeah, third yeah. row. Really, really great. What... He's been stepping it up the past few races it's been really yes. impressive I mean, the, the aston martin is a better car now than it was earlier in the season they've put some good development in it and yeah it used to be that it couldn't qualify and it was a better race car they've, they've found a way to get more out of it in qualifying now which is good i mean obviously seb didn't get out of q2 but lance did and he he got it he got it up there so fair play yeah absolutely and then the other cool moment during Saturday was we got to see Mario Andretti back in a Formula One car driving. I didn't see that. You yeah, didn't see I, it? I, no, was, I didn't see it. I saw him at Laguna Seca. They put him in a car in Laguna Seca last yeah. week, and I guess he enjoyed it so much, and Zach Brown kind of realized, oh, actually, he's still got it. Let's let's stick him in one at the, at the race this weekend. Yeah. And I did hear that he went around. That, that must have been awesome to see. He was fast. 
He was still yeah. really fast. Yeah, it was really impressive in last year's. And he raced against Zach Brown, I believe, who was in one of Lewis's McLarens. And Mario was in one of the McLarens from last year. So that was really cool. That's that was really cool to see. Well, because when you're the boss, you, you can say who gets to go in the car. You and some, you know, what's Mario now? He must be 80, 81. He's, I think he's in his late 70s, early 80s, but still yeah. really, really impressive. He said the one at Laguna was hard because he was in Jensen's car and he was just too short. He couldn't really reach the pedals. Okay. Um, but in this one, I think he was in Lando's from last year. So I guess. Yeah, Lando's not, not a big dude. Right. So, yeah, he was going really fast. It was really impressive. I'll, I'll, I'll look up some video of that. Yeah. To watch. Yeah, you definitely should. Race day, the huge, ginormous American flag and Texas flag. They just added at a circuit of the Americas flapping in the wind. Carlos was really confident on the grid when he was uh, being spoken to. Um, he was ready to start up front. And then the start of the race... Max gets a really nice jump on him, um, and oh, science, science just kind of breaks too late, and then George behind him breaks too late, and George really just t bones him. And and I dis I kind of disagree with Martin Brundle a little bit here, right? Because you could see that Carlos had, was forced to the outside. Max went all the way out to the outside of the track, and before he was really accelerating out of the corner. Sainz was going hard left to go try and get on the inside of Max when there's a, when there's like a whole grid full of cars all coming through. I think, I mean, George wasn't slowing down at that point. It was after the apex of the corner. So I think it just totally took George by surprise. The fact that, um, that Carlos suddenly was coming across him yeah. and yeah, he got a penalty I kind of think it was an easy penalty to give, but I don't necessarily think it was warranted um, as much as Martin said that it, it was, but I don't know. I think that was just one of those racing incidents on the first, on the first corner of a first lap of the race. And it was unfortunate that it was yeah, Carlos Sainz who, it just who looked was the guy bad. that came out of the race. It just looked bad from the start. I mean, I don't know who was really to blame. George probably could have backed up a little bit, but he was right next to Lewis. So he wanted to, to get ahead of him. I, I, I get it. He's a racer, but just him going into the side of, of Carlos just doesn't look, doesn't look good to the, to the casual fan, I guess. Yeah. Um, but regardless of who is default, science was out of the race after one turn after starting from pole. I mean, I felt so, I felt so badly for him. Um, yeah. It showed into just, the garage and you could see his manager in, in the, who you see him on Netflix. I think it's his cousin, right? Um, he was just, distraught <laughs> you know the yeah. mechanics were all there and he stood at the background and he's like not a happy guy yeah. um, and so yeah i mean after the first corner it was max then lewis then lance lance yeah. in third how crazy is that lance in third when's the last time that's been he, he got third in a race one time didn't he uh like, turkey, really early he, was, he got pole and was leading for a long time in turkey yeah a couple of years a, ago a podium with williams once yeah. um you got to yeah. put him in Baku, I think. We were saying Max Max was leading after one turn. Um, and then we find out a few laps later, George got a five-second penalty for that. Um, Martin Brundle, like, like we said, he thought it should have been more than that. He thought it was lenient. Um, but it, it was pretty detrimental to his race at the time. Charles was 
doing unbelievably from starting in P12, six laps in, he's already up to P7 um, and looking really fast. The I mean, he did have a couple new parts going for him. So, yeah. you know, that Speaking helped. of parts, um, Checo Perez took out uh, one of the, I think it was Kevin Magnussen on the seventh or eighth corner, I think, broke his end uh end fence That's on his right. on his on his front wing and that was flapping around for two laps and i was yeah. thinking when are they going to call him in because if that was magnuson they'd have called him in already <laughs> yeah. and then at the end of the straight it flew off yeah. and then it seemed to make absolutely no difference to the performance of his car yeah um but yeah the, the piece falling off you saw it fly off to the side and i'm like it's not a good look maybe just because it came off so quickly yeah, they hadn't really had a chance to say, you know, to give him the the black and orange flag to come right. in and, and fix the car. Um, but yeah, K Mag, I think two or three times this year, he's had to come in and pit, and Checo didn't, and it fell off, and he, you know, he got to carry on without having to come in, and they didn't yeah. even change his nose at any of his pit stops. So no, it wasn't doing enough for for them to have to make that drastic of a move, I guess. And then a couple mats laps later. Um, Lewis is still up in P2. George has to take the five-second penalty, but he's up in P3. Um, really good on them. And then Stroll and Vettel in P5 and P6. I mean, Stroll was up a little farther, but still up there. Great starts for Aston Aston Martin. Vettel, I think, started in P10. So he's up yeah. four spots in the first 10 laps. It's really good. Yeah, um, had a good, he, he, he had a good race. Obviously, there's an, an incident, but uh, well, it wasn't really an incident, but it came later in the race that kind of put a bit of a dampener on him. But but I think that, you know, the Seb we're seeing right now, it's just a guy who seems to be enjoying what he's doing and there's no pressure on him. He's just going out and racing. And yeah. I think that, that he's not been in that situation for a while, I guess. Um, and it's, yeah, he drove really well today. Yeah. Well, what if he ends I mean, up there's taking one moment later in the race that I thought was just the, the moment of the race for me, but we'll cover that when we yeah, get to we'll it. Yeah, we'll get to that. What if he decides, you know, I'm having such a good time. He just takes the half seat next year for Mick to <laughs> another season. There's no way that he would do that to Mick. No, no, right? definitely you know, not. It's, uh, yeah, it, Michael Schumacher was kind of like super nice to him and be, like was a mentor to him when he came right. in and he's returning the favor for Mick. Yeah. And you know what? I really hope that Mick keeps the seat. I do. Part of me does hope that, but I would lo- I would love to see Hulkenberg back in the sport too. Um, he, he had his chance. He had reasonable cars and he had a good career. Never yeah. put it on the podium. The most races ever completed without putting it on a podium. Yeah. So I think that sort of says all I need to know. Yeah. And uh, give Mick. Yeah, you're right. Give Mick one more year. <laughs> Let him try. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But we're 10 laps in now, and Max is just pulling ahead, doing what he's done all season long, showing that that car is just way too fast. They may have cheated, but regardless of that, they have a very fast car, and Max knows how to how to drive it. It's uh, really impressive. But lap 13, we start getting some of these tactics going on. The Mercedes start to pit really early. I was, I was uh, really surprised. Yeah, I saw just literally like five minutes before the race was starting, just as um, right, right as they were heading back to the cars, George was on the, the TV talking to the, the, the Sky guys and, and Toto was there. And when George left, they, they were asking Toto about the tactics. And he was like, look, we, we're going to have to 
get aggressive if we're going to try and win this race. Yeah. So they were going aggressive. They were going for the undercut. And not to mention, we forgot to say this, before the race started, they were fixing Lewis's brakes right up until the start of the race. I don't know if you saw that, but they had the car taken apart on the grid. It was crazy. They put new new brakes on. Yeah. On the on the installation lap, he, he, it was pulling to the left under braking, he yeah. said. So they just changed them out. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. But they, like but you it said- it took 15 minutes to change it out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> those guys are so good. Yeah, it is insane. But it, it might not have been the best best choice at the time um, with where the other cars were on the track. Um, Lewis came out in a little bit of traffic. Max ended up pitting on the next lap, responding. Um, and he only lost one spot to Checo, who ultimately pit on the lap after that. And then he was back in the lead after two laps. Um, and Lewis still had some cars to, to get past. Um, so it... You know, I, I liked that they were being aggressive, but maybe it was a little a little too early. The cars were still too close. And you and you had Verstappen coming on the radio talking about how the wind was picking up and it was yeah. difficult to handle the car. Um I don't think he was in ever in any any trouble. But he did to it did I mean when you saw the 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 massive flags that you talked about, those flags were really sticking out there. Yeah. It did look like it was pretty pretty windy there today and then you know charles still had to pit but on lap 16 he's up into p2 after starting in p12 you know that was that was really amazing um and then just two laps later we get our second incident after the after the the carlos fiasco botas spins out just on his own really and gets beached in the gravel and causes a safety car yeah i mean you kind of think was it was that the wind i mean he lost the rear end Right. That's where the wind was coming across and it kind of stored the rear wing and he lost grip. Then, he, yeah, I mean, he was on his own and he just spun out. Yeah, neutralized the race and gives those that hadn't pitted already a chance to take a free, a very cheap stop. Like Charles in, in P2. Um, that, that really helped him with his track position. But, it, yeah, it takes around four laps for them to to get Botas off, off the track, which seemed like a lot for, you know, an incident that wasn't a crash. It was just him spinning out. But we, we didn't have long after yeah. the safety I think, car I think much ended. of that, though, I think, that, I think much of that was the fact that everyone was taking a little bit longer to come back round behind the safety car. Sure. So if everyone had just kind of batted it round at 200 kilometers an hour, then they'd have caught up pretty quickly. But I think maybe they had a word with, with everyone in the driver's briefing and said, look, no more full tilt on the lap right right uh to catch up with the set with the with the safety car but then the uh safety car ended max had a great great jump but it was uh it was for naught because stroll and alonzo had a crazy crash um alonzo was right on the back of stroll and then as he was coming up he tries to go out and stroll had a really it was not a good move um, it was not a good move at all uh he sees him coming out to his left and he cuts right to the left as he sees it and just you know Alonzo crashes into the back wheel and I've never really seen a crash like that where he's his front wheels went up and just like stayed stayed up as he was going um, straight towards the wall yeah and and um, you see the in-car view and he's trying to turn left and the wheels aren't yeah. touching the ground Alonso went over to the left and there was a gap in the fence right there and it yeah it looked like that could have ended up way worse. Yeah. 
I mean, I didn't even realize that he'd carried on until yeah. he was in the pits. He pitted and was like, wait, that's Fernando. I thought he was out of the race. I thought he was done. I was like, I was worried more about him than I was Lance because I thought he, you know, might have come unstuck there. But yeah, he kept going, which was, which is crazy. Um, yeah, really insane. Only yeah. he could do that. I think. Yeah, um, I think that's only a, um, that's a, only Fernando could do that. You never want to see a Formula One car, car come off the ground. No, right. Nothing saw- good happens when a race car comes off the ground. It was wild stuff. He was going like a, over 180 miles an hour at that point on the two back wheels, not being able to yeah, see the ground. But not being able to see where you're going, that must have been. But when he came on the, the radio, he seemed pretty pretty calm, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he definitely seemed a little surprised. Um, he was just like, I got hit. Um, yeah. Or like late move or something like that. Um, yeah. But really impressive for him to be able to bring it back to the pits and stay in the race and have a pretty good result. Yeah. I mean, he, he kept it, he kept going that with that extra pit stop that he needed to take then to fix the front wing and and do all of that. So obviously that happens under safety car conditions. So that kind of saves some of the time, but it's still, you know, it's still, because I don't know what he, what tires he'd gone on or when he put them on, but essentially that's an extra pit stop that he had to take in the race that no one else did. That took the same amount of time to clear up that crash with all the debris than it did for the for the Bottas spinoff. Um, but Max didn't have quite as good a start as he did out of this safety car on lap twenty six as he did on the on the last one. But he was still pretty comfortably ahead of Lewis pretty soon afterwards. Uh, Charles had a great pass after his uh, pit stop under the safety car. He's already up into P three after passing Checo. You know, not with a pit stop to go. Really, really good on him. And then, weirdly, we hadn't even seen him all race, but Gasly got a five-second penalty for being 10 car lengths behind the safety car. Um, I mean, he definitely was, you know, more than... But I thought the first pen- I thought the first safety car offense was just a reprimand these days. Wasn't that what Max got? Well, the rules apparently seem to be different for Max than for, for everybody else. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, lap 35, and then once, a- once again, Lewis and Mercedes decide to pit surprisingly early. Um, this one was on, up like more surprising than the first one for me. Yeah. Um, I, actually, the, just that lap, or maybe one lap before, I was looking at how many laps were left, and I saw it was like 22, 21 laps were left, and I was thinking... Man, if they're going to get aggressive, that they should be thinking about bringing him in round about now. And so they yeah. they they brought him in on lap thirty five, and they put the hard tire on. Yeah, and then Red Bull came in after. Interesting choice. Yeah, because Red Bull came in the the following lap and put the mediums on, and I was thinking, wow, this is going to go one of two ways. And I was hoping that it would go one way, <laughs> but keen to see which was the right tire to be on. Because obviously the medium is a faster tire, but it's like, how long is it going to last? Yeah. And, you know, Max was still, you know, a good three or four seconds ahead at like before the pit stops. Yeah. Um, So he had some time to make up, but the Red Bull had their first pit stop mistake on Max's side um, of the whole season. 
Yeah, I, and, I can't think of them. I can't think the last time they made a mistake on Max. Yeah, did they even make a mistake at all last year? I don't know. They've Red Bull's pit crew are the best in the business. They, yeah, they really very are. rarely make a mistake, and They're it's like visibly obvious. It's visibly obvious how how much better they are than everybody else. It's like always everyone's like two point nine, two point seven, right. two point eight, maybe three. They're at like Checo today, two point one. Yeah, unbelievable. They have this awful stop, and then Lewis actually, Lewis is not in the lead of the race yet because he is. Uh, he had pit just before that, but Seb is leading a race. Um, or I can't remember the last time he led a race. Yeah, but but it's probably been a while, and it was good to see him see him up. Yeah, there. it was awesome. I mean, you knew that he still had to pit, but being able to say Seb leading the U.S. Grand Prix in his final season, final time at this track was really cool, and I'm glad we were able to see that. And then we had a great little battle with Max and Charles. Yeah, I mean. Max was in the pits, but just the moment, the, the, the amount of time that he was in the pits, Charles came in and pitted, and then they both came out the, the pits, like their pit box at the same time. And obviously with Ferrari being further up than, than Red yeah. Bull, Charles had got him in the in the pits. Yeah. But yeah, it, like you said, a good couple of laps of, of racing between the two of them. Um, I'd have liked to have seen it last a little longer, but it was... Uh, it was good. It was uh, you. You like to see those two battling on yeah. track. Despite they do the a great job. An error. Yeah, despite the fact that it was an error in the pits that actually got them to be on the same part of track at the same time. And then eventually, Max is able to get past Charles at the end of that really long, that really long back straight. Poor Pierre uh, went in for his penalty. He had the five second penalty, and I guess he moved just slightly before the five seconds were up. They called him to move. And they said he had to come back in and take the penalty again. Um, he's had a really tough go of it with Alfatari the past few races, and he's been pretty verbal on the on the radio about it. Yeah, I mean, you could tell by the radio that he's leaving the team. Yeah, right. If he was staying with the team, he he wouldn't be talking like that on the radio. I think. Yeah, he's ready to get out of there. It seems like, um, and just start a new chapter. Can't really blame him after everything that's happened with him and Red Bull, and. The next lap, Lewis passes Seb, and he's in the lead of the U.S. Grand Prix. Is this the first time he's led a race this season at all? Um, he might have had like a little moment with pits and everything he, where he's led. Yeah, but. he may have in like in Hungary. Obviously, he was on pole in Hungary. Maybe with pit stops, he was leading the race there for a little bit. I can't remember. But it was good to see him like legitimately in the lead, yeah. like, fighting for the win, like properly fighting for the win. Yeah, I was. Uh, I put money on Lewis last night to win the race at like plus seven hundred and fifty odds. Um, just like if he has a shot, this would be the one. Yeah, um, and I was going crazy at this point in the race because um, the the odds had flipped dramatically at this point. He had gone from like plus seven hundred to minus two hundred in the terms of a pit stop, pretty much. Um, cash but, out, cash out. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I, that's what I should have done. But I let it ride. And you could see slowly Seb comes in after he gets past. Um, he still had to pit. And he had an awful pit stop too. And that was yeah, really brutal. I hate to see that because that was, I mean, he would have been easily sixth place. Yeah. Again, second race in a row. 
yeah. um, oh, it's just brutal, brutal luck, really. Yeah, you know, again, it, it was front left as well, right? Just like it was with Max. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, was it the front left? Terrible luck. Because um, yep. he was in for a really good, really good finish there. Yeah, he sure was. But he still had a little bit of action to go at the end of the race. Um, Latifi gets a five-second penalty for forcing Kevin off the track. Um, but, you know, that really didn't <laughs> affect his race all that much. Um, and then the next lap, Max is really, uh, really flying on these mediums. I mean, he was really mad coming out of the pits. Um, being really sarcastic. Um, it yeah, was like pretty beautiful. funny. Yeah, he was like, I mean, really good job. Out, yeah, I mean, I think he was like 7.8 seconds behind Lewis yeah. when he came out the pits. So uh, this, you know, he, by this point, he'd probably, we, we're what, a few laps after the, you know, probably what, 10, 10 laps from when they pitted at this point. Um, Lewis pits at 35. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. 10 laps. So yeah. yeah. So we're probably at 10 laps in now. And, and in that period, he'd probably close it up to about three seconds. So he'd been, you know, not, not like taking massive chunks out, but it was like yeah. a 10th here, two tenths, three tenths. But then it got to a point where it was like half a second a lap. Yeah. He was just, you know, just picking up half a second a lap at this point. Yeah. And then, you know, I was looking and it's like got to lap 46 and I can see it's like, and 47 there's nine laps to go and it's down to two seconds just comes down like to two seconds at this point and all the you know when it all went down in the pits and lewis is seven eight seconds up the road all that optimism is like come on lewis you can get it done at this point you kind of start seeing that you know who is it that's coming it's max verstappen that's coming i mean right it's relentless he's just gonna keep coming he's just gonna keep coming um, which is at this point where I was thinking, are the mediums going to drop off? Is this yeah. why they put the hards on? Because this should be the phase where you should get the difference between the mediums and the hards. Right. But I think earlier on, you heard a pit message. Maybe it was Checo on Checo's pit where they said, the, or maybe it was Charles, the deg on the mediums wasn't as bad as they feared it was going to be. Yeah. So at that point, I was thinking about that radio message and starting to lose my optimism about um, about uh, Lewis staying ahead. But even then, you know, he, he, it got to a second and a half, two second, you know, second and a half second, and it looked like he was going to be able to keep him behind for a while. Yeah, he was still, Lewis he was still was, battling, right? Lewis was putting in some really good times, um, it, but it, it it just looked like there was too many laps to go and max was just able to able to finally get it done and then by the time max got ahead on lap 50 he just went in these closing stages of the race seb got came up behind a drs train like from 12th 11th 10th and 9th behind albon and so it was like albon and uh, joe and I don't know, Yuki, I think there's a whole bunch yep. of people there. And he, uh, and Albon was in ninth and he was at the back. And then you didn't really see his overtakes for a couple of positions. Yeah. But then you saw he got past Albon on the straight, and, but didn't, you know, kind of outbraked himself and came back on. And then on the triple or quadruple apex right-hander 
through like I think it's like turn 15, 16, 17 or something like that. Yeah. He went round the outside of Albon, which was just brilliant. He just kind yeah. of he just hung on round the outside. No, Kevin, Kevin, Magnuson. No, th- no, this was on Albon. Oh, you're talking about right before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this was like two or three laps earlier. And uh, yeah, just clung on around the outside. So then at the end, when Magnussen was in front of him and K-Mag's tires were absolutely shot, it looked like he got road tires on or something. He was slipping and sliding through corners and out of corners. It was, uh, yeah, his tires were done. And Seb's tires are obviously a lot newer. And around that same that same point, he, he didn't quite go around as like in the same way as he did with Albon, but I think he was maybe a little bit unsure that Magnussen had slid straight into the side of him or something. But going down into the into turn eighteen, um, he managed to outbreak Magnussen and, and get up the inside and you know two corners from the end of the race, you know, get that one that extra point from. Uh, uh, when did he finish? Eighth, ninth. Yeah, yeah. Finished P eight, which is great. After that, that mishap in the in the pits in the pit stop. Oh yeah, and it was great. Uh, I saw Kevin Magnuson interviewed after the race, and he was obviously frustrated that he let Seb get by him at the end of the race. Um, he wanted that ex- those uh, one or two more points, but he was like, "You can see why this guy was a four time." world champion it was cool to see that you know how much respect he has for seb and how he still got it he really does he's going to be so missed in, yeah, in the I mean, paddock he's still yeah, i think he's only what 35 years old i mean he's not, yeah you, obviously you look at um you look at fernando at 41 right. or whatever and kimmy was yeah. 41 42 when he retired so that's i mean if he wanted to carry on he could you know he's still got th- at least three or four good years in him but you know he's 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 made his decision, and he, he yeah. seems to be happy with his decision. And you know, he's got a wife and two young kids, and right, three young kids, maybe. I can yeah, I just it's just so nice having him on the on the grid because you know he's he's such a different driver from when he started. He was like this cocky young guy who did whatever he wanted, regardless of what his team told him to do. Um, but he now was Max he's just happened back then, right? He really was, yeah, very much like Max, yeah. Um, but. Now he, um, you know, he, he, he's always talking about all these important issues, um, that are not race related. Um, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be sad to see him go, especially I'm, I'm just glad that he's doing really well towards the end here. It's going to be a great yeah, finish. I for mean, him. early in the season and the Aston Martin was a dog to drive and he was going and he was, you know, qualifying, you know, not getting out of Q1. Yeah, and making up ground in the race, but not finishing in the points. It was like that would be a horrible way to go out yeah. after such a great career. But the cars, you know, they've done something to the car, and they've got it where it needs to be. And hopefully, they'll be better next year. But he's not going to be in the car. But it's good that he's been able to get some results in the yeah. last few races of his career. And that was that was the race. That was really the end of it. Um, Max tying. Michael and Seb for the most races in a most race wins in a season. Um, of course, there are a lot more races than there were when they when they won theirs. Um, but yeah. I mean, I think still. when Michael was 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 winning thirteen in a season, there were probably only eighteen or nineteen races. Right. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, there were sixteen races. I remember yeah. sixteen races in a season. But yeah, it was like eighteen for a while. 
Um, not sure when, you know, with, with Seb, but probably 18 to 20 there too. What are this year, 23? Yeah, uh, I think 22 after Russia 22. pulled out. Right, right, right. So, but still, you're winning 13 races in a season. It's not a bad season, right? No, not at all. And it was funny. Helmet Marco obviously does not know how to spray champagne. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> on that. the podium. It's like, <laughs> has he not seen enough podium celebrations to know he how just to do it? Dumping, he's like it holding it at the, at the bottom, and he's just like he's like pouring it on the floor behind Lewis's feet. I don't know. It was so funny. Just like this limp stream of champagne pouring out of his bottle. <laughs> but it was cool to see him up there, I guess. I can't remember a time seeing him ever up on the podium. So that was cool. You could see the joy on everybody, Christian especially, um, how emotional he was after they uh, they clinched the constructors. When, when the whole team were in Shaq's Badillac. <laughs> <laughs> that car was Wait, so ugly. What was it? Up was, with that? It's like, I have no idea. <laughs> like like having Shaq come in with the trophy again. <laughs> it's like that Shaq is now like a fixture. I guess. Because um, I, I still think back to that that picture of him on the right. on the podium and he's taller than everyone else and mm-hmm. everyone else is on like the podium. Right. That was just so ridiculous, him coming in on that car. But anyway, still, got it, it was it was classy and <laughs> uh, and and understated compared to what we saw in Miami. Yeah, with the police escort thing. Yeah. it's like ugh, and the cringy, so cringy football helmets. I know you guys didn't seem to mind them all that much, but the, I, the oh, football I, helmet I, thing was if, it was so cringy. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're trying way too hard here. Like this yeah. is bad. At least when they did the Stetsons the first year, because it'd been ten years since they started. The first year when they came out with the Stetsons with the Pirelli and the you know the um, the leaves, whatever they call yeah, them, yeah, they call them. laurels. Or, uh, that was kind of cool. That was that was funny. Just like when they did it with the sombreros in Mexico. Right. I think that is so cool. But the football helmets was in Miami was just. A, yeah, you know, just one a shock. It was just kind of like after the police escort taking like twenty minutes for him to get up on the podium, having them put on these really uncomfortable helmets. I don't know if you ever put a football helmet on, but I they're have. Just, yeah, they're just you gotta not, pull the ears out to get them yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not really. Uh, I don't know. It was bad, but you're right. It was much better than the Miami Grand Prix podium experience. But you got to put Max, obviously. As he is every week. In the um, wind column, yeah. In the wind column. And Red Bull as well. Um, they are most likely going to get both P1 and P2 in the Drivers' Championship and winning the Constructors. I mean, we still have to see what happens with the uh, with the investigation, but as of right now, an extremely dominant season. Yeah, for, yeah. for With three, three races left to go. Got right. Mexico next week, and then Brazil, and then Abu Dhabi. Yeah, um, Mexico is a cool track. At least in the video game, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a lot of straights, and then the kind of little stadium section. Yeah, the stadium I'd love to go to that cool. race. Actually, I'd love to go into that stadium. It would probably be a blast. Be cool. Yeah, there'd be a great um, atmosphere, I'm sure. Lots of Checo fans, and then you got to put you got to put Lewis as a winner. I mean, oh yeah, you know, disappointing to not win the race, but 
he yeah. coming if in, they put getting the, if P2. They put the mediums, if they put the mediums on, yeah. would that have made a difference? Would would he have been able to keep up the pace and keep the tire? I think maybe. Probably. Would Ooh. he have stayed ahead of Max? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's um, you know, they had to get aggressive. They yeah. said they were going to get aggressive, but it felt like putting the hard tire on was not an aggressive was enough not move. Really <laughs> aggressive enough to try and win the race. Yeah, but you know, you've got to be driving the car to get it there. Excuse me. Yeah, and uh, and Lewis did. He did a really. He did a great job on the day. Yeah, and ever since the summer break, I mean, all leading up to that, it was just like George, George, George. But since that summer break, uh, Lewis has out-qualified George in every single race weekend. Um, I don't know. I don't know the numbers on, on the race finishing, but he has far outperformed George, at least in the second half of the season. Um, and obviously he's still got it. Um, yeah. I mean, George keeps finishing P five, right. Yeah. But yeah, Lewis went from doing P eight, P nine to being P two, P three, P four. Right. Right. Um, because it's Lewis and right. you know, he's obviously one of the best that's ever done it. Good race for Charles. Yeah, definitely. Uh, starting P12. P12. Uh, making it up. Obviously, he lucked out with pitting under the safety car. Yeah. But his strategy was to go long, right? Starting 12, you go long, you wait for people to pit. You ho- hopefully, the free air, you know, the air frees up in front of you that you can start pounding in some um, some quick laps and then and then make up some spots. So he did that safety car came out at the right time for him and he, f- he finishes on the podium. Yeah. I think Seb, I put in the win column as well. Absolutely. Difficult pit stop, but everything that he did was as good as you could ever expect from him. Yeah. As we've, as we've said already, I mean, there are, there are a few guys you could, you could put in the win column. Kevin getting up to P nine from being out in Q one was great. Lando staying in P six was really good. And of course, Alonzo after that accident finishing in P seven, that's P seven after that accident is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He has to give up the corner. Yeah. And then for losers, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know, maybe it was his fault, but you got to put Carlos up there for starting on pole. He was so confident. I mean, it was a racing incident, but really unlucky. Uh, he this was the weekend that he he was looking forward to um, after yesterday, and just really not great for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it all started with that you know poor getaway off the line. Yeah, but I think that the person who starts the race on P on P two second on the grid has won the race like the last four years. Huh. I don't know. Well, I don't know why. No, because Baltas, like Baltas won from pole in P19. Um, okay. But, but it, I think it's, that it's it is been the, the front row. The front row does the best at this track, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, and then, and that, 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 I feel like that's happened a lot this year. Maybe that's just because Charles has gotten because pole Charles so many finished times. on the pole so many times, and, and uh, just Max can't win the finished second on the on the grid so many times. Yeah, yeah. And then you I, you got to put Stroll 
as a loser. I mean, he had yeah. such a great chance at a top spot. And but you know, moving that, over that accident coming was behind you. All that's all him. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. I, I mean and it was he, he's got to get some points on his super license for that. I mean that yeah, was, you would, you would was think. pretty dangerous. They were saying that because they had James Hinchcliffe on like F1 TV's broadcast all weekend because the IndyCar season's over. Um, and he was saying like in IndyCar, there's a rule. Once you come out of that turn where you are, that's your line. You're not allowed to move any reactionary way, um, which is kind of like an unwritten rule in F1, but it's a written in rule in IndyCar. Um, maybe they should go to something like that. So this doesn't happen in the future. Like you choose your line going in and then that's your line. I mean, all the other people that didn't score are kind of the usual suspects other usual than suspects. getting P11. Daniel Ricciardo down in P16. I think he was 11 <laughs> seconds behind. Like I said, usual Mick. suspects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Danny. That is right. And then Bottas, Carlos, and Lance were the, the three to not finish the race. Um, so, yeah. We're in next race, we talked about it. Mexico, I'm sure Checo's probably probably trying to get another win for him. Yeah, secure honestly, his spot. If, if Checo wins the Mexican Grand Prix, it's going to be like a national holiday. Yeah, forever. Um, it's probably going yeah, to be an amazing, love to see it. amazing crowd. And Checo's dad would be like, because <laughs> he's the most proud dad ever. Anyway, right? You'd see, right? <laughs> you know, even just getting a podium last year, he was super pumped. Yeah, uh, if he was to win, yeah, he'd probably just dissolve into like a blancmange or something. He'd he'd just be jello on the floor. (laughs) It'd be great to see. Thanks for listening to the Undercut with Jason, Martin, and Nick. Please rate and review wherever you listen, and we'll see you next time for the Mexican Grand Prix.